Yo, what up street gods there, Kim? Alright, the thought. How to live more. So, it seems in life, one of the things that we actually really enjoy is to obviously live. Now, when it comes to our basic necessities, besides food, warmth, shelter, Wi-Fi, um, there's not really much we need in order to quote quote live. I mean, the basics of um, life, like Aristotle says in his um, the, the politics, he says, you know, human life, we don't require much in order to just live. Now, I guess the question I'm interested in is this art of living well. What does it mean to live well and how to live more do more and what does that even mean? So I like this idea that in life you're trying to extract the maximum marrow out of life and I think the the problem is I think everyone wants to be happier but actually I would say maybe what we don't want is happiness per se but we just want more we want to to live more, uh, to live more, to do more, uh, to become more, to uh, develop ourselves more, to be more active, and to experience more, to think more, to create more. And so, I think this is a very important uh, distinction because you, we don't want to get suckered by marketing advertising. Now, how does one live more? I think, well, I mean, simple, simple things. Um, I think to live more means to be outdoors more, to be engaged with civil society, with uh, the world, uh, politics, human beings, stuff like that and to just not be stuck at home or your apartment uh, all day. And so I know for myself, I'm far happier the more time I spend outdoors. So first thought, the best type of clothes or tools or equipment is the tools, equipment, the stuff that allows you to be maximally outdoors. So spending a lot of money on like merino wool or certain types of clothing or shoes that allow you and empower you to be more outdoors, um, the better. Um, another thought, you know, whether it be whether it be being at the mall or, you know, being outdoors or in nature, it does seem that, at least for me, uh, the more natural light, the better. So when I get warmth from the sun, I'm kind of like photosynthesis. And the more, this, this is something I, I realized too, is that like when you're choosing a house, an apartment, or you're building something, to allow for maximal light is important. So more windows, um, uh, preferably ceiling to floor windows, and even the geography in which you live hugely affects the amount of uh, 
natural light you get. And because you know we're all photographers, having more natural light is certainly something that's going to give us more energy, more motivation, and uh, stuff like that in life. And kind of I think when it comes to the darkness is like, to be at a house with no, that's super dim, no natural light is, is pretty depressing. And so I try to just optimize uh, my life or my daily schedule to just allow myself to get more uh, natural light. I like big spaces too. And so, Isn't that so beautiful? And there's there's not a lot we could control in our lives, but one thing we kind of do, we could control to an extent is our environment. So we could, to an extent, determine where to live um, and uh, how to employ our day in which we consider a meaningful thing. And when it comes to living well, um, to live well also means to surround yourself with, you know, positive uh, friends, optimistic people in life, people who give you energy rather than just taking and sapping away your energy. And something I think is like, what is the point, what is the end game of living well, what does it mean? Um, I think uh, the basic gist of uh, on the art of uh, living well is it's always kind of um, positioning yourself in such a way like for example the art of living well is like um, physical exercise like I so love going to the gym going to the park walking chatting with people, stuff like that, being social, uh, makes us live better, uh, surrounding ourselves with art, book, consuming things which inspire our mind. So I'm recently rereading a lot of stuff from Aristotle and that's kind of been engaging and also uh, entertaining my mind. And trying to harness these turbo thoughts to uh, produce, to make things, right? Like it's not consumption for the sake of consumption, but consuming artwork, philosophy, in order for me to philosophize my own thoughts, for me to make these videos, for me to, um, you know, try to innovate in terms of photography, video, blogging, and so forth. And so it does seem that if you're not certain what your life purpose is, I mean, a simple one is to become a philosopher, to become a photographer, on a blogger, a blogger, whatever it may be, and also kind of realize these identities are not fixed, they're not static, they're always changing. And so to force yourself to just kind of stick to a narrow path in life seems like kind of a sucker's mistake.
So one thought also to, in terms of the art of living well, surround yourself and engage yourself with stimuli, stimuli which uh, sparks joy in your life. False gratitude versus real gratitude. All right, this is another terrible thought. Um, I think in life, sometimes we could get real gratitude and sometimes it's a fake or false gratitude. So what's the difference? So real gratitude is actually, in fact, you do love your life and you're, you're really grateful for all the things around you. And then you feel the, the gratitude deep down inside. And, you know, you are also in a position where you legitimately are in a good position. Now, false gratitude is a type of gratitude where you kind of like, you're actually kind of in a really bad, like legitimately bad situation, but you don't want to admit it. So, this is like the difference. For example, um, I think it's very foolish, let's say if you're in an abusive relationship, you're like trying to practice gratitude, like, oh, at least I'm grateful that, you know, he's hitting me with a belt, not with his hands or something like that. So certainly this is a type of uh, false, false gratitude. And uh, the reason why I think this is important is because we obviously want to put ourselves in a position where we actually are legitimately in a superior uh, position where we're not being taken advantage of and not being uh, kind of uh, suckered. And, and so I think being able to harness dissatisfaction, happiness, and gratitude is the wise way. Because it seems like in life, if you're just doing nothing but like, let's say in a really bad situation, you're like, oh, I should just be grateful for what I have. But that doesn't actually act as a stimulus to, to change the world around you. Then it seems like um, it's, not a, it's not a good position to be in. Um, and so in some ways, always striving to improve your your living situation seems like uh, the wise thing. Now, the hilarity is to improve your quality of life or to improve or to live better or to live more well is not necessarily to just um, to just make more money and buy a bigger house or a nicer car or whatever, but in some ways, um, I think the art of living well means to, in some ways, you actually uh, adopt a more ascetic, kind of more like poverty lifestyle, which actually allows you to have more personal freedom in your life. So if you actually want to live better, ironically, having less money or having a shittier car, but having more freedom to just do whatever the hell you want, seems actually uh, a superior life. And that's actually far more preferable to a life where you have no control over your life, you have all the Teslas and Rolexes and iPhones that you want, but uh, no freedom. So it seems like what we really desire is more freedom, more control, more liberty to dictate our lives however we want. So so in life, 
always strive to improve your life scenario. Be grateful, obviously, to express gratitude, but let us not fool ourselves to be fake grateful for shitty things. <clears throat> Yo, what up, Street Gods? Eric Kim or the thought. What motivates me to shoot? So, I think what we want as photographers is more inspiration or motivation to shoot uh, new photos. So, <clears throat> first things first. Um, I mean, I, I can't speak for you, but let me speak for myself. So, typically certain things which tend to interest me. One, uh, novelty of scene environments. This is why uh, traveling is so good. Um, another one is and you know it's funny you don't even need to travel that far is that like sometimes just being being in a different neighborhood in your city um, helps wonders sometimes it's kind of witnessing interesting contrast or nice vibrant juicy colors uh, sometimes it's noticing certain uh, textures so whether they be like gritty textures or unusual looking um, Textures also part of it is like certain scenes which seem a bit surreal like you know strange kind of like funhouse mirror effects uh, surrealism and street photography and uh, One part of it also is You're witnessing a scene which is about to unfold into a decisive moment So you're looking at something and you're like oh when that dude walks like two more steps that way in that corner of the frame, it's going to complete the composition. So that's uh, another thing which tends to motivate me to make photos. And also sometimes part of it is just like personal documentation of just like beautiful moments in my life. Um, I think composition shapes and forms is also what motivates me to make photos. And in some ways when you're shooting photos, it's like it's a, there's certainly a will to make art, artwork, visual artworks. Um, other times it's just like seeing change, like the changing leaves. Which is uh, a good motivator. And also, uh, maybe the desire to make something last forever. Or the, the hope that you're going to revisit something in the future or it's like so for example you're having a nice meal with friends right you shoot a a selfie in order to proclaim to yourself ah this is a happy joyful moment and by shooting a selfie of that moment with you and your loved ones and whatever you guys are doing it's signifying it's putting a stake in the ground saying this is a good happy moment in some ways and then also it's like, you shoot the selfie, uh, you, you shoot the selfie and then you send it to your friends. And then it's like a double whammy. It's almost like you're able to double dip in joy, which is uh, a nice thought. And also part of it, like, you know, let's say you're photographing your kids, uh, whatever. You know, kids obviously grow really fast. And so then part of it is thinking, oh, like, you know, uh, certain memorable moments like let's say your your child's uh, first steps let's say and then you know it's like so 
maybe it's like we want to slow down time or we want to capture certain moments because for example let's say your baby's born obviously you want to photograph that because maybe down the line you're like oh maybe you have a reference point that oh from when my kid was born until now you could see kind of change over time so maybe it's change over time which is a desire and also maybe part of it is like you could take ordinary scenes or things it's almost like a way to flex your creativity muscles by changing the position of your camera the position of your body the xyz axis of however you're shooting it, however you frame it and however you time it the decisive moment that like you're almost turning reality into your plaything in which you've exercised some sort of control or you transfigured reality or you rearranged reality in an interesting way. It's almost like photography is almost like Lego bricks for us photographers, but in the real world. Um, also, I think maybe there's something in the human nature maybe that we, we see ornate patterns, we see um, you know, fractal patterns, and you know, fractal patterns are the, you know, Fibonacci spiral-esque thing where we see growth. And then there's some sort of like intrinsic joy we have in those visual images. And so certainly there's certain visual images, certain compositions, certain arrangements of visual things which uh, bring us great joy and we want to photograph it. Now, what's the point of photographing the things which bring us joy? Because I think part of it is, you know, obviously it's like kind of there's a, a social purpose. We photograph something beautiful and we share that beautiful thing with somebody, beautiful photograph with somebody else. And there's this intrinsic feeling that, oh, maybe this could also spark joy in someone else's heart. Or there's the thought that like, oh, maybe if I show somebody this beautiful photograph that I shot, it will, they will, you know, pat me on the back for making something beautiful. Yeah, so there's there's certainly lots of reasons why we photograph things, we want to make photographs. Um, I think the more you could discern why you shoot photographs and what spurs you to make an image, the better. And also realizing that buying a new camera, a new lens, whatever, probably won't spark you interest to make new photos. And once again, this is philosophical. Think about what your own personal photography philosophy is.